When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar of YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We are still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. We also have a Patreon page. It can be found at www.patreon.com forward slash from the shadows. You can receive books, stickers, coffee mugs, and special content just for our Patreon subscribers. Check it out for yourself and see what packages that we have to offer. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said... Let's get this episode started. So, 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 Howler, so last, last week we were, uh, we got on bankers and you reminded me of a, uh, a loan story that, uh, that my stepdad told me about. Yeah. Uh, you want to, you want to hear this one? I think you'll appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I love talking about bank. You know, bankers are like, bankers are like, dare I say girlfriends, right? You can, you because can say whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, they're worth their weight. They're like a girlfriend. A good banker's worth his weight in gold, right? His or her weight in gold. You know what I mean? And and they will do everything that you could ever dream and give you access to things that you never thought maybe you needed, right? It's a great but, analogy. Yeah. But when things go wrong, they're batshit crazy, just like a girlfriend too. So, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? And, and bankers are like girlfriends too, right? Because you're talking to one banker. And he's as conservative as you can be. You got to have twenty percent down. You got to have this. You got to have that. Maybe I don't want to do that because you know what I mean. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Just yeah. like that conservative girl. Maybe I don't want to do that because <laughs> you don't have enough collateral. And then you got the ones that's good old boys. It's just, Hey, whatever sign you want on the dotted line, brother. Thanks. <laughs> Tell everybody to come by and see me, you know? And I used to think they were so good until I realized they get a percentage, you know, a good, you know, a good banker gets a percentage off his, off his portfolio every year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So he's getting a percent of everything. He's not your friend. He's just taking your freaking money. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead and tell me yours. Uh, so <clears throat> my, uh, I mean, you know, my parents are, are uh, fairly good sized farmers and my, yeah. uh, my, yeah. they have a means they're small, dirt poor. Hey, means they're dirt <laughs> poor living hand to mouth. I know how farmers are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They're dirt. Poor. Yeah. Big row and, crop farmers. It's all they can do to buy that pay for at least them three or four combines every year and 10, 18 wheelers or whatever. <laughs> I, I know exactly how they are. Yeah. It's only two combines and five, 18 wheelers. But anyway, yeah. That's um, see, that's so, how tough times are back in the good old days. They had 10 trucks. Now they only have five. Well, listen, it doesn't take as much now to farm 20, you know, 2000 acres as it did back then. So, so anyway, so my, so my stepdad tells a story. So every year, you know, the, the bank, which in our town was a locally owned bank, sure. which was started by, or I should say was owned by a guy who was actually my mom's parents, neighbors in town. They, when they sold their farm, they sold their dairy farm in the early seventies. They moved into town in this little subdivision. And this guy that owned the bank lived right across from him, real super nice guy or whatever. But by this time, you know, in the 90s or early 2000s, whenever this was, he he really didn't do the stuff at the bank. He just had an office where he went in and, you know, hung out every day. But his son, one of his sons, was an active participant in the bank, although I believe that the people that really did the bank work didn't want him to do very much, if that makes right. sense. You know what I'm yeah, saying? He just, yeah, I'm familiar like, with that. Like very the, familiar like with the that. Fa- like We've the got to find the son a job, so yeah. we give him, we bring him into the, the family business and yeah. hope he doesn't mess something up too bad. But, but, the, real, but the real people that did the, the real bankers, you know, yep. they, they really did. So, so my stepdad goes in, he needs to buy a new semi, okay? And he's talking with the son, and the son's like, yeah, okay, you know, we'll, we'll write you, you know, what do you need? Here's, you know, this is, you know, here you go, take it, wrote up the loan. Um, my stepdad, the money's in his, you know, gets his money, goes out and buys a semi. First, you know, first month goes by, he doesn't get any, doesn't get a payment do or doesn't get a payment book or whatever right. and he thinks it's two months goes by no payment do you know he doesn't get doesn't get it you know and he's like what the heck is going on and my mom is a bookkeeper by trade and okay. and so she really keep, runs a tight ship on the farm and the trucking business and she's like well, this is weird you know we haven't got this bill so i don't know how many months but it's at least six nine months go by and he never gets a bill to start paying this loan that was at least six you know it was over six figures for the semi and um the uh so every spring when the you know the farmers uh have to get an operating loan 
so they have to you know borrow however yeah, many hundred thousands yeah. Yeah. yeah but the but yeah. this bank every year would have to come out and and okay you got this green you know you got this oh, green yeah, come set out up and count your cows or see your operation to make sure you're good for it yeah make sure you got some collateral so that's when they figured out well where did you get this extra semi from you know where did you where did you get that and he's like well, boys, you loaned me the money. You loaned me the money, and they're like, "We have no record of this." And he goes, "Well, that that makes sense because I ain't made a payment on it." And here, here the old the son wrote up that loan paper and and put it in his desk drawer. Never gave it to anybody. Never filed it with the loan department. He put it in his desk drawer, and he had retired. Shortly thereafter, and officially quit coming to the bank, and they went into his office then because nobody had found this loan paperwork in the desk drawer, just sitting there. If he hadn't retired, they may never have figured out. I mean, it might have been. Oh, they'll figure it out. Their bank. <laughs> they'll figure it out, and then it's your fault that you didn't pay them. You know, hey, at least you now that's not where I thought this story was going to go. Um, at least they give him the money. You know, there's a yeah. They gotta watch it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, they gave him. I don't know how he they gave him. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna choose my words on this 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 bank story. I'm gonna tell here because I got a dozen bank stories. But there's there's a professional ball player from my hometown. Uh, and there's so few of them. I'm not gonna say what sport he plays because. It'd be pretty easy, you know. There's only two or three professional players from my hometown, okay, but this okay. this particular guy owns about 1,200 acres and has got a pile of money in this little down home bank, like you're talking about. And yeah. his uncle wanted to buy a little in in in. Imagine wanting to buy an old building in this little old 2,000 person town that the main highway runs right in front of. And they won, it, it come up for sale. I don't remember how they found out it was for sale. So it'd be like your uncle coming to you and saying, hey, let's buy this, this old block of, I think it might've been a couple of them in a row. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But there was something inviting about it and they were like, well, what are we gonna do with it? And he said, I don't know, but, but I got in on this deal, no realtors. We can buy this set of buildings and, and it'll do nothing but go up in value. And he said, you know, I don't know if I want to be on the hook for the whole thing. So the ball player said, that's fine. You know what we'll do? We'll, we'll form an LLC and we'll just go down and borrow the money on that building and it'll stand alone. You know what I mean? It's, it's proceeds and everything. You understand what I'm saying? It'll sit. Yeah. It'll yeah. Stand yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So he told his uncle to set it up. So his uncle set it up and they went down to this bank. And, and when I say borrow some money, it was less than a hundred thousand. I think it was 60 grand for this old building. So the, the normal loan guy, the normal dude that this guy player had dealt, dealt with, wasn't there or it was at the other bank or something. So they ended up with this young punk that said, I can make it happen or whatever. So they were sitting in this thing. They're going to do a close. I mean, you understand how real estate close works. Yeah. yeah. They're about to do this close at the bank. And for some reason, this banker had asked his uncle 
what are you going to do with this building? And the uncle said, I, we haven't decided yet, but we'll figure something out. And that spooked the banker. You know how bankers will get spooked. Yeah. That spooked the banker. And he said, I don't think we're going to be able to close on this. And he said, why not? Well, because I need a good business plan. I mean, you just can't be buying real estate just to buy real estate. So the uncle leaned on the the, the ball player and ball player says, no, yeah, you can. Happens all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> what difference does it make? And, you know. I, they could know, tear it down. They could want to hey, buy it to tear it down. I'm thinking about it here because I, I, I know a lot about this player. I, you know, he was driving the S-Class, S500 series Mercedes at the time. His Mercedes was probably about what that building cost. <laughs> so he said, you're serious. You, you're balking at this. And he goes, yeah, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to push this off 30 days. And you guys are going to have to come back with a business plan before I loan you the money. And it embarrassed this ball player. And he said, are you sure about that? And the guy goes, yeah. He said, okay, that's fine. That's the way, if that's the way it's going to be, that's the way it's going to be. And the kid goes, the guy goes, yeah, you know, I don't know what you guys were used to before, but I'm running the bank or I'm, you know, when it, I don't remember something. So they stood up and, and the ball player walked over to the teller and said, I'm going to close my account and I'll wait for the money. I'd rather have it. I really want to have it in cash. And she said, well, sir, that's $650,000 in just your checking and savings account, not to mention these other accounts, you know, 401s or whatever. And he said, well, I'll take it. I'm closing my accounts. And she said, well, we don't have that much cash in the bank. We'll have to call a truck. And he said, well, I'll wait. She said, it's 2 o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. He said, that's fine. She said, you're serious? <laughs> yeah. So, of course, she scurries in the back. And tells her boss, who calls her boss, who, you know, when he calls the main bank, <laughs> and they send the, the, the loan officer that just told this dude, come back with a better plan, you know, <laughs> what just happened? You know, they call him, what, what the hell's going on? Did he, you, what's going on? And then they put, you know, the ball player on the phone. He said, no, you're going to treat me like that. You know, I got, I can go to any bank. Don't matter to me, but you're not going to embarrass me in front of my uncle and 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 people. You know what I mean? It, it, money's irrelevant. It's the it's the embarrassment treating me like that. <laughs> so oh. the dude from the big bank drove over there and said, "No, we're going to go ahead and we're going to close on it, be able to close on this loan, and and we're going to take care of that guy and do this and do that and do this and do that." And the ballpark says, you don't have to go through all that trouble. Don't worry about it. And they said, no, this is what we want to do to keep your business, whatever. So they cl they closed on the loan, and they I don't think they fired that banker, but they did something to him, you know, sent him home or whatever, and then smoothed it all over, right? And the ballpark <laughs> says, did you bring my money? And I thought we got it all over. He goes, we did. There's no hard feelings. It's just business. But I'll, I'll bring my business. Over Central, anyway. That's it was a big man. Yeah, no, I'll just bring it over to Central. Sorry. <laughs> so, most bankers I know, and you know, it's funny because my my banker just moved banks this last two weeks, about a week and a half ago. He had a little article in the paper, you know, that he moved, and he's a, he's a, he's a good banker because they are so few and far to hard. They're they're hard to find, right? Yeah. Because what happens yeah. is most bankers 
in order to be a successful banker, you know, they're nerdy money guys, and they're so used to saying no, right? No, 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 no. And they don't realize that risk, you know what I mean? Exactly. If, if Henry yeah. Ford had to, had to, had to, uh, had to uh, deal with a banker, we would be riding a horse still. You know what I mean? Probably, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because most bankers, especially modern-day bankers, they don't um, – they don't. They don't have the wherewithal. They don't have the. Most of them don't have the balls to stick with a customer, and the other ones don't. You know, they're just they're just nerdy bookkeepers that don't understand making money. You know, I watched. There's a documentary. It might have been. Uh, uh, it wasn't a thirty by thirty. It was a. It was an interview that um, Joe Buck did of of Jerry Jones of the of the Dallas Cowboys. And Joe Buck said, "My, because Jerry Jones, I guess, was a wildcatter. You know, his daddy was a wildcatter. And, yeah, and yeah, 50s, so they made the yeah, yeah, you know, where they'd just go out and drill. They would, they would, they would bundle up some money and and go buy uh, rights to drill oil on somebody's property in Oklahoma or Texas or wherever. And hopefully, it worked out. You know what I mean? And old Joe Buck says something to the effect of, "My gosh, how?" Would you go? I mean, what kind of nerve that took? What kind of salesmanship did that take to go get somebody to give you some money like that and and basically go on the hook for you? And old Jerry Jones, and I know you've seen a lot of Jerry Jones, you know, he <laughs> yeah. smiles and says, Joe, that wasn't the hard part. The hard part is getting a million, losing it, and going back and saying, this time it's going to work out. <laughs> He said, "That's the, that's what separates the good guys from from the really good guys. Getting that second million. That sounds like making a movie. That you know what's funny? Like when I was telling you that, that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. You know? Oh man! And and when you talk about hey, good man, hold on a second. Okay. I'm not gonna leave the movie thing there because some oh, of this geez. audience, some of this audience don't 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 understand." the common good that brought us together or whatever. And I'm just going to tell, I'm going to tell a story on myself here. The, my co-host and producer here, Grover, he came hat in hand to try to get some money to make a movie that they were already making. And I had the money and I turned them down. And you guys have done got paid back. Ain't you got paid back? Well, even before and it came out to the whole point. So, <laughs> so that's right. So here I'm, uh, you know, I'm telling about these conservative bankers, and <laughs> I'm the same way. I had the opportunity to be involved in project and said no, when it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it, I wouldn't have lose, lose, lost five minutes worth of sleep uh, for the <laughs> which, amount of money you was asking for. Hey, so, which, which, by the way, our listening audience will be able to watch said movie. Uh, I think it's November 2nd. It'll Escape from Death Block 13 will be available on all streaming platforms. And at the end of November, you can actually go buy your own DVD. I'm going to go buy, I'm going to buy my copy at Walmart. I'm going to send it to you and you're going to get me some autographs on there. I will. And and you know what else? You know what else I just What's found that? out on this November, if you can go on to walmart.com right now and this is a shameless book. You can pre well, you can pre-order Death Block 13 on on like uh, Best Buy and stuff. 
but you can get the Eddie Montgomery album of which I have. Uh, it's called the, let's see in the description of the album, it's called the song. Oh gosh. The song of the project or whatever. The song that I wrote that he and uh, Tanya T- Tucker are duetting. You can actually go. I, I, this is how bad it is. I had to go order my own copy. I don't even get a free copy of the album. You but, wrote the song. You, well, I, but I seen a picture you posted on Instagram. You and Christy with Tanya. So you must yep. have brought her down to Nashville and and introduced her or what? <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's an older picture from a concert that we were at with her after she did another song I wrote with David, David Allen Co. So that's right. That's right. But yeah, I yeah <laughs> I, I got I got on and ordered I ordered my own copy of the album from walmart and that'll be that's also gets shipped out like so on november 2nd i got a movie and an album and a song on an album coming out there you go i mean that's oh. and you said and you said walmart that. my favorite place to go you know live better <laughs> and, and save money and live better walmart yeah <laughs> and thank god for that old, that friend of yours last episode had ten thousand shares of it he kept it going yeah that's right <laughs> I just go to Walmart every morning. I drop the kids off, see if they got any shells. But that's a, that's what kind of world is down in the Ozarks. You worried about shotgun shells and the government coming taking your stuff. So, well, hopefully four everybody movies, uh, four hopefully. movies and bullets. That's what we go to Walmart for. <laughs> now that sounds like a country song. Horror movies mm-hmm. and bullets. Now I said horror, not horror movies. Horror <laughs> with the ER. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.